0: The blackness was absolute. Thick clouds blanketed the Catskill sky as Gareth and Cynthia Reynolds continued the longest night of their lives. The car's headlights illuminated tiny stretches of the winding mountain road until a single lamppost appeared in the distance. At the light, Gareth turned his new 1990 Bentley off the road, past the open wrought iron gates, and up the long driveway to number 34. Cynthia roused from her sleep and sat up in the back seat as the car rounded the circular driveway. The house was dark except for the Christmas tree illuminating the large center window on the second floor. The stately mansion was always imposing to Cynthia with its three-tiered fountain and columned entry, but now it felt terrifying. Saint Michael, locked in battle with Satan atop the fountain, looked impotent. This time the demon had won. Even the Christmas tree appeared mocking and grotesque. Gareth exited the car, but Cynthia remained frozen in her seat and wouldn't move. Gareth, she insisted, I can't. I can't go back into that house. I can't stand the thought of seeing the room, the bed. I just can't. Gareth leaned over and placed his hands on the hood of the car. He closed his eyes, lowered his head, and shook it from side to side. Then he gritted his teeth and responded. All right, enough. We'll get a room for the night and come back for our things later. No, the word came out as a command rather than an answer. You're not hearing me. I can't. I won't go back into that house, Gareth. Not later, not ever. Gareth didn't say a word. He looked away toward the house, and for the first and only time that night, he smiled. He returned to his seat, adjusted the rearview mirror, calmly buckled his seatbelt, and then slammed the door shut. As the car made its way down the long driveway to the street, Cynthia looked up to the second floor of the house and focused on the right corner window. Gareth turned onto the street and the car moved off into the night. Cynthia's gaze remained fixed on the window until the house was consumed by the darkness. What she did not see... Could not see was that inside the darkened window, Amanda's room lay peaceful and still and bathed in a perfect pink glow. The sky was just beginning to brighten as they checked into two separate rooms at the Friar Tuck Inn. Later that day, Gareth went alone to the mansion at 34 Sunset Terrace and packed two suitcases, one for Cynthia and one for him. For the next several days they met repeatedly with Harry Weinstein, their personal attorney, and doctors and administrators of the Hudson Valley Medical Center. There were accusations of malpractice and threats of lawsuits, but in the end, even with the Reynolds' considerable resources, it amounted to nothing. A week after the funeral, a moving company arrived at the mansion, According to detailed instructions from Gareth, the crew carefully packed selected clothing, dinnerware, electronics, and personal belongings. They labeled each box, listing the contents and the name, Gareth or Cynthia. They took nothing from Amanda's room. The other furniture and items remained behind. Gareth had the Christmas tree and its decorations burned. He donated the unwrapped Christmas presents, including a diamond tennis bracelet and a European vacation to charity. Weeks later, another crew arrived. They cleaned and dusted the house, covered the furniture with drop cloths, and placed loose articles in plastic storage bins. In accordance with Garrett's instructions, the door to Amanda's room remained closed and the workers did not enter it. They turned off the electricity to everything but the alarm and the heating system and set the heat just high enough to prevent the pipes from freezing. For a time, other crews arrived to mow the lawn, trim the bushes, and clean away leaves and snow. The Reynolds did nothing to maintain the home's interior, and they never re-entered the massive mausoleum.